I used to think, what's wrong with me? Why do other people not struggle with the same things I am? Then I realized, everyone's going through the exact same things as me. It's just no one's talking about it. I created Redemption Unfold Podcast to talk about the things we're all going through and never discuss. Hi, I'm Haley. I want you to know you are not alone. Listen up. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to welcome my mom back to the podcast. You guys always love listening to her perspective, and this is not going to be any different. Today, she is going to share her transition of really embracing a new perspective and mindset, and actually it saved her marriage. It saved the marriage of my parents many years ago, 30 years ago probably, in a time where she had just gotten stuck and felt trapped. And turns out it wasn't a new husband that she needed, but a new perspective. Now, of course, I understand every marriage is different, and I'm not telling you that this will solve all your problems, but I do know that there are many women that feel stuck in their marriage. And I do know that there are some of you that this will really hit home. Okay. I hope you guys enjoy and I know you will. I know that you shared with me just a season of your life that you actually did find yourself just really kind of unhappy and you had kind of convinced yourself that you didn't have a good life and such. So I just want you to talk through that right or today because I know so many women are in their homes, raising their kids, in their marriage, and they feel alone. They feel unsatisfied with with their partner that they chose. And, you know, it can just be really, you can feel really stuck when you're in a marriage because you either stick with it or you have to take the journey to get out of it. Right. And, um... You know, it just gets really complicated. It can feel very stifling. Like it feel very suffocating and almost like we don't have options anymore. And I just want, I know you've been there in your life and I want you to talk through that. Well, I, we got married. I was 18. He's 19. I, I knew we were very different. Like um, my husband, your father is a very just, I mean, he's, a lot of people say, well, my husband's my rock, but he's just kind of like the rock of, you know, stability, which is not always very exciting, you know? And so I knew that I, that's who I married, but yet it's so funny because you start having these inklings of, well, I married you, but maybe that wasn't what I needed. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm very outgoing. I'm very talkative. He would just, you know, and I wasn't mature enough to understand the fact that he would just stand at the sidelines, stand in the corner basically, and be totally content in letting me be who I was. He would allow me to be outgoing or do social things that he didn't really want to do. Or, you know, I was a person that liked a lot of attention. I liked to have a lot of friends. I liked to, you know, all of these things. And you begin to creep in of like, wow, you're just standing over there, <laughs> you know, not saying a word. And, you know, and then we would get in the car and we wouldn't really talk, you know, and stuff. And, and what was funny is, too, I could remember like on trips, staring out the window, not speaking to him for hours. 
And he had no clue. I wasn't speaking to he him. Had no, he had no clue you were doing the silent treatment. Yeah, he didn't care. He didn't want to talk. He wasn't talking. I wasn't talking. But I was just steaming. And the longer that he wouldn't acknowledge it, the matter and matter I would get. And poor guy, I look back now, and, you know, he didn't know anything was wrong. I would, Lord help us that I would actually communicate that. I used to do the silent treatment and I just have to say, if there's anyone listening to this that does the silent treatment, it does too work. much energy. <laughs> just stop. Because what? They're supposed to guess by Find your silence? out what's really bothering you and use your words. <laughs> yes. That's what I would tell young Haley right now. Haley, stop. I used to do that to Carter. and But he would, you know, Ryan's more sensitive. So it's like, he would be, babe, what's wrong? Nothing. Okay, well, it really seems like something's wrong. I'm fine, you know. And, and then it, you know, it's I so mean, ridiculous because now I tell, give people advice. If you ask somebody if there's something wrong and then they say nothing, walk away. That's like, exactly. That was their opportunity. Exactly. That's what I'm like. I would get attention. Like I wanted attention from it. Like you have to keep asking until right. I feel you really want to know. Until <laughs> you deserve it and you've been punished long enough yeah. I mean, for your crime not... that you don't even, they don't even know what right. it is. And that's not, that was on me. Like that's not, that's not healthy communication. That is. You know, I would hear about a husband, <clears throat> you know, we lived in Mississippi when you were born and you know, there um, there would be husbands that would pick up their wife's car so they could get the oil changed. Or, you know, oh, my husband went down and filled up, filled my tank up with gas. He does that for me every week, you know. And it'd just be this blaring of like, well, my husband's never done that for me. He couldn't care less if I, you know, if I'm stranded on the side of the road, he would probably gripily come and get me but you know it's, it would why be, didn't get you get yourself gas that's Shelley? just irresponsible not to get your gas filled up you know I've, that's never happened to me you know all of those things and you know I was so young and I can just remember and honestly it was I was probably like this even when we were dating I mean and marriage was just you couldn't get out of it is of like just focusing on what everybody else seem to have and what all the movie romances you know someone that would love you someone that would you know and I think really deeply I had this desire of being taken care of in a romantic way though you know not seeing that my husband did take care of me you know he worked he went to work every day you know there's never been a day in my life in our 40 42 years of marriage that I I could say I didn't know that he loved me. I don't think he could say that. Like, I think there's probably many days that he didn't think I loved him because of my actions. Like, I was not always very nice. But, but you know, it wasn't my fault. It was his fault. Right. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Because I think that women can write an entire story who their spouse is. Because I've, I've had conversations, too, about this of, like, well, if he really loved me, he would be this or he would do this, you know? And I just think it's so, like, I look at, your, you know, you and dad and dad being dad. And, like, you could spend your whole life trying to make dad something he wasn't. And if he would have ever changed, you would have crushed him. 
Like he could oh. have. He couldn't have. I don't know that he could have changed, but if he would have tried, right. it would have crushed him. And right. that's what is sad to me is like how many how many marriages are we trying to influence our partner to change? And what we're really asking them is to begin dying to themselves, like losing themselves because we are who we are. And I'm not saying that, like, if our spouse is not in a good place, like, I get that. Like, there's times when, you know, you might be married to, like, your husband may not be in a good place right now. So, again, I'm not saying la-la land where we just say, oh, Right. You're you're a great husband. I don't think that's true either. But I also do think that there's a a perspective to honor what you can and to be appreciative for what you have. And I do know if we spend our life, our marriage or any, I mean not just in marriage, but if we spend our life focusing on what we don't have, we will not be happy with what we have. Absolutely. Period. And and that was what I focused on everything that he wasn't instead of anything that he he was I couldn't even give that to him so in a course of a probably about 10 years when it all really came to a head I was 28 and I mean it consumed me like I had dealt so long on you know what he wasn't to me and what I thought I needed and I mean like it was just everything you know he he but mainly our communication because we're very different communicators and you know I don't I think when we got married the love language book wasn't out there you know that wasn't even you know so I didn't know really how to show him love I mean honestly I was so selfish I didn't even think about how he might feel in all of this of being married to me, you know, in my mind, he hit the jackpot and like I had no problems. I mean, that's, that's the course. I mean, that's the whole brunt of all of it in, of our perspective is you cannot have, you cannot keep from having your own perspective Mm -hmm. about your life and yourself and from where you sit, it's always going to be self-preservation. Mm-hmm. And I can see different sides of things, but for our marriage, for him, I just never really looked at his perspective. Like I never even thought once that he might think, oh God, why did I marry her? <laughs> you know, but I was so busy looking at, you know, well, we don't do this. We don't, you know, there's no romance in our marriage. Or, you know, he doesn't buy me flowers and, or he doesn't write cards. You know, he wrote a card one time that and signed it I think it was a Valentine's Day he signed it Rob Shepard <laughs> <laughs> that was all like no, no I love you Rob Shepard I'm like and it was like to my wife well yes honey I know your last name <laughs> I have the same last name you know <laughs> I mean that's, that's who I married you know so I mean funny. Uh, he is I mean instead of but I didn't I didn't value but I want you to share to a little bit on how you actually justified this with your Christian beliefs. Like there was the whole part of it that you truly felt like dad wasn't Christian enough, you know, that spiritual, spiritual. And And that, and the reason why I want to hit that is because I believe so many people use Christianity to have horrible, horrible like attitudes and horrible beliefs about other people but because it's Christian and it's like 
we can use whatever scriptures or whatever to make us seem right, we don't challenge it at all. And and so I want to get in. And that really is where the discontentment came in because I was very spiritually minded. I was also very religiously minded. I loved God with all my heart and I had really pursued that my whole life. And You know, I was raised in a church where women weren't very active in the church. And so ultimately, to if you really hit the pinnacle of spiritual success, you married a minister. Like, then you were a pastor's wife, which Lord help me and any (laughs) of the people that I had to pastor. If I had been a pastor's wife, I would have really failed at that, I think. (laughs) But, you know, in my mind, it was always this discontentment of like, I married the wrong person because he's not spiritual like Mm -hmm. me. And never looked into, you know, he was good. He was a good guy. And now I realize that everyone's walk and their faith is so different. And he's probably more faithful and just rock solid in his faith. Like he just has a simple faith, Mm -hmm. you know, and mine was complicated with all the kinds of, you know, the gifts of the spirit, the, you know, how's the spirit flowing, the praise and worship, (laughs) the, the Bible verses, the, the studies, the, you know, and he's just like, I just love God, you know, and, and I, I used to think, well, see, so that makes me, I'm so much more higher up on the spiritual ladder than you are because you just love God. When I'm sure God would just be like, just love me. Like, (laughs) quit all this crap you're putting on yourself. Like, you know, and this performance and this pursuit of all of the spiritual things, you know, and more and more and more. And I'm glad I'm like that. That has served me well. But to think that everyone that's not like that, that they don't have a faith, especially when it's your husband, I mean, it's just wrong. Right. So we came to really to a crossroads in our marriage. It, it was right at 10 years. We had three kids. You were probably about three. And I'd crossed some lines of flirting and, you know, wanting attention from men. But in my mind, it's not ever a line that I would normally cross. And when I got to that point of almost going there, I just had a really big wake-up call of like, okay, you've always said your whole life that you want a godly marriage, you want a godly family, you want to have children. And, but I was just so unhappy. Like, you even build up in your mind of like, no one could blame me for this. Like, mm-hmm. like, can you not see how different we are? You know, can you not see how spiritually gifted and wise I am and how I'm married to this blob of a man? I mean, like, that sounds really ugly, but those are the things that right. come into your mind. It just literally got to the point where he would walk in the house. I could even pray about it during the, the day and be like, God, help me be a good wife. Just help me love my <laughs> husband, you know. And then he would walk in, and I was just disgusted. Like, who let you into my house? Like, <laughs> even though he's the one who worked and paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. You know, but but I just didn't see it like that. But that, I love discussing these things because the truth is, is all that happened there was that you simply were reaping what you sowed. Right. Like for years you had fed that thought, that belief. You had had that focus and what you focus on grows. And you, 
You didn't, you know, like in the Bible, it says taking that thought captive or you will reap what you sow. And it's, I really want to help people understand this stuff isn't magical. It's not, it's not super complicated. It's actually very simple. Like for years, small little bits, you had chosen to believe that number one, you made a mistake or number two, that you were better. Number three, that he wasn't enough. You know, whatever it is, these little, little things. And to think that you weren't going to have a harvest from that, like that's just not true. And I just, I just want people to understand the power of their mindset. Well, and the first it starts it with your thoughts. Like, like I said, I had these thoughts for years. Then it started with my words. Right. And then, you know, at right before our pinnacle of crisis, I had had a friend, I had a sister be like, you know, you really say some pretty negative, mean things about your hustle. And what I realized, it no longer could just stay as a thought. I was saying nasty, ugly things about the father of my children. And I think I was beginning to build a case Mm -hmm. to everybody that I'm the one in the right. He's the one that's not meeting my needs. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I have to tell everybody because I don't know that I ever acknowledged this, but I think maybe in the back of mind is like, I'm out of here and I don't want to be in the wrong. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so it just went from the thought to saying little jabs to just full out letting ugliness come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't really see that anywhere in the Bible. It's like, (laughs) well, if you just really feel, you know, (laughs) then just say it, you know. But be kind. But if you really feel that If you really feel like you're being mistreated, you know. So it was really interesting because we came to this point in our marriage and because he has never been much of a communicator, even that, you know, having this crisis in our marriage really didn't change anything. You know, we, we went to a hotel room one night and we talked about it. And then for him, he was done (laughs) talking about it. Like, like you knowing know, that is 12? like so funny. I cannot imagine handling <laughs> oh. marriage conversations. You know, I think the next time it came up of this crisis we'd had in our marriage was like 12 years later. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my personality was, hey, if you're not going to bring up my mistakes, then I'm certainly not going to bring them up. You know, come to find out there was still some baggage in there <laughs> that we had to work out. But that's a, a podcast for another day. But, you know... So here's the deal. A lot of the, when my life hit crisis, I didn't really have, he didn't just become a different person. I had to decide, okay, I want my family. Mm -hmm. I want, I don't want to throw this all away for Mm -hmm. another man or any, anything else, you know, this is what I said I wanted. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay. So he wasn't really, he didn't just now become like a marriage counselor of like, I'm going to help you walk through this. It was between me and God. Mm -hmm. And I, I talk pretty matter of fact with you kids. And that's how my God talks to me. 
And I can remember in being in deep prayer and just crying out of just saying, you know, I'm so broken. I'm so, you know, I don't feel loved. I don't feel like you love me, God. I don't feel like my husband loves me. I need, I need you. I need you to show me. And the loving, kind words that God said to me was, you are full of lust, vanity, and pride, and it stinks <laughs> and I was so pissed I mean like I wrote I can remember writing that down in my journal and I was like well thanks God you know it's like I've only tried to serve you my whole life I've only tried to like I've only given you everything but don't worry and I was also mad because I was always seeking God and it was a pinnacle of time that God waited until because I was like why didn't you tell me this earlier? All the times I've been at the altar, all the times I've had ministry, all the times I've been doing these Bible studies, you couldn't have just happened to mention, hey, you might look ahead because you're full of lust, vanity, and pride. And that could be a bridge out up there, you know? But he's like, no, because I loved you. You weren't in a safe place. You weren't in a safe environment. You weren't in a, a loving environment. I do love you. And I don't want you to walk in this and here's what we're going to do. And I began to feel like I got a download from God of him telling me what my steps were. And this was the first one that he said, I want you to sit down by your husband and shut up. <laughs> now that's just me and my God. Like your God may be just like, give it to you easier, but I like it straight. And that's what he said. And I was like, but, but, but God, did you know he doesn't do this? Did you know he does this? Do you know that like he never helps me around the house or blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like any dumb little argument. And he said, sit down by your husband and shut up. So I started a journey. And then he said, when we are going on this journey of life, you do not get to account one thing as his problem. It's only you. We're going to work on you. And, you know, uh, our old pastor, Mike Morgan, he always said with that one finger pointing at someone, you've got four pointing back at you or whatever, you know, well, that is actually true because God just said, you've got to change your perspective. You're focusing on everything that he isn't and not on anything that he is. Mm -hmm. And so I just began, I would, I would journal and say, or, you know, I thank God that my husband is such a hardworking man. I thank God that you my husband... You begin to focus on all the things that he was. Right. And not And I was not allowed to focus on anything that he wasn't for, you know, the majority, any of that time. And, and I had to be really strict. Like, I couldn't... I didn't allow myself because I felt like it was God. I, I don't do very good on just putting rules on myself, but I really, really love God and I want to please him. And so I felt like his rules were, you know, you don't get to say one negative thing about your husband. And basically, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, then sit down by your husband and shut up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing is, is I began to do that. I began to write it. I began to talk about it. I began to tell him I appreciated it. And let me tell you, like, 
this isn't magic. Like, I can remember feeling so dead inside. I felt like I was in a marriage that wasn't full of love. I didn't feel like I loved him at that time. But that's where you go to, and I'm sure you've hit some on like, feelings are fickle. And so I I would confess and I would say, God, I don't feel like I love him. The feelings aren't there, but I choose. I choose to love him. Help me love him well. And I, I mean, there were times when I'm just like, God, there was a, there was a turning point when I just had to get down on my knees and say, God, I feel nothing like, but if this is what you want for me, I will choose this. Even if I feel dead inside, I will choose this for the rest of my life. If it means that it, that is, I will be in your will. And honestly, it was a good year before the emotion of love began to follow with the words of my mouth and the focus of my mind and, you know, all the boundaries that I put on myself. It was a good year. And it's not fun. It's not mm-hmm. fun to not feel anything. Like, I just, I didn't feel, I didn't even feel about my kids the way I used to because it was like it was almost like God had to put me through chemotherapy or a bone marrow transplant where they kill everything good in you Mm -hmm. and then I can remember him saying okay now it's time to give you this back like something in my personality I'll give you laughter back or I'll give you meeting people and and I, I love to meet people or I'll give that back and it was refined because it had been through the fire. And mm-hmm. I laid, I died to myself at that time. And I said, if I don't ever get any reward from this, I die to myself. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. <laughs> and people want, especially in this day and age, people want quick. We just want quick. Well, I did this today, but I don't feel any different. No, it takes some time. But the feelings will eventually line up. If you will do the actions, the feelings will eventually line up. Mm-hmm. And I can remember like just having beginning to have these inklings where I would just look at him and, and I didn't feel disgusted. I, I felt like, oh, that's funny. Or, you know, one thing I really learned from you kids was how funny you think your dad is. Where all I found was that he is irritating. <laughs> like, you know, that's not funny. That's just irritating. You know, well, see perspective right it's like all the perspective I was like well what if I took their perspective what if what if instead of oh that just irritates me when you do that or you know I don't think that's funny if I looked at it through you kids eyes I'm like oh dad's so funny you know you adored your dad Mm -hmm. and I was like okay instead of being mad what if I just thought it was funny and it's crazy how just that little thing can really change how you feel about someone right yeah I think that's awesome and that's what I would really say is again we're not I don't want to tell anyone to create a la la land like I don't even like maybe your husband is mean so I wouldn't say hey now we're gonna do this pretending where we pretend there's something it's more no 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 no. honor what is honorable but true like find things and you know today we're talking about marriage but not just marriage but like maybe you're in a job that you don't love like you don't love your job but is there a part of it that you love is there a, you know a friendship you have or maybe you love you know part of your job like I just feel like 
our focus is so powerful and the fact I think, you know, your your story is such a perfect example of you had convinced yourself there was nothing you could do. You had no options and the only option was to get out of the situation. And I think there are people all over the world that are living with that belief right now that they feel helpless, stuck, no options when actually what we need is a shift in our perspective. We need to get clear and say, okay, is yes, maybe this person does have issues. I mean, no one's claiming here that dad has turned into like the best communicator in the entire world. But what you're saying is, even though you wanted him to be one thing that he was never going to be, he was actually exactly what you needed. And once you learned to celebrate that, you could see it. But until you changed your perspective, you could not see it. Right. And there are so many people I know right now that are not happy in an area of their life. Whether, you know, it's your, maybe it's your home, it's your job, it's your marriage, it's your parents, it's your siblings, it's your friend, it's your, it's like, what if for a month or a year or whatever, we just shifted and said, okay, that relationship or that my house or the laundry or whatever completely overwhelms and disappoints me. But what if I found something that I could celebrate or I could right. honor and, and I just think, focus on it? I think one of the quickest things that can change our perspective is gratitude. Absolutely. You know, instead of just focusing on what you don't have or what you wish you had. Like when you start being grateful for, you know, I I had to start with the simple things. Like, I am so grateful that my husband doesn't beat me. I am so grateful that he works every day. I am so grateful that he plays with the kids. Yeah. You know, none of those things did I get to say, I am so grateful that we take long walks on the beach and just never quit talking to each other. It has to be true. Other. It has to be true. If it's a la-la land, it won't work. But it's you not can true. find things to be grateful in Absolutely. in the hardest situations and that can change everything about your perspective yeah gratitude is the perspective like gauge of like you could just say okay right at this moment and i'm being grateful right you know Am I being grateful that you feed the dogs every morning and I don't have to? Am I being grateful? I mean, because so much of it, we're just like, well, that's nothing. Well, that's nothing. It's like everything positive that your spouse does is nothing. But everything that you do is should be acknowledged and celebrated. Right. Like our perspectives are so off. And yep. that's just humans. I mean, it doesn't make us bad people. It's just we can only see from our, you know, and how many times have you realized like, I'm married to the same man that for a period of our life I didn't want to be married to. Well, now it's 42 years later and I'm married. He's the same man. Right. But I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the life that we've built. I'm so grateful for, you know, and he just, it is what it is. And what I learned is, okay, I am who I am. I had needs. Like I have communication needs but what I realized is I had God I had my girlfriends I had my sisters the things that he couldn't fulfill for me were not things that just could never be fulfilled right it's like know yourself if that's really a need then find a safe godly appropriate (laughs) solution to that answer yeah and be like okay well you know maybe I 
you know, back in that day, I spent a lot of time on the phone. And, you know, you might have two hour conversations with a friend. And then I was like, I do have that outlet. I'm not going to, I don't think I've ever had a two hour conversation with my husband. I mean, I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, like, it's short words, you know? But everything in my life today was birthed from that time of saying, God, I will die to myself to do and be the person you want me to be, to be the mother you want me to be, to be the wife you want me to be, to be the leader, the, you know, whatever it is you want me to be, I'll die to myself. Yeah, that's awesome, Mom. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, would you mind sharing it with a friend or putting it on your social? If you want to follow me on my social media, it's Redemption Unveiled on Instagram and Facebook or Haley Marie Carter on my personal Instagram. I truly believe you do not have to live stuck in your own life. So use the choices you have to find that freedom you crave. I'll see you next time. Bye.